Blog Talk Radio. It is another live show on a Thursday. I'm Jason. This is Witches, Whiskey, and Wit. Sometimes I call it Whiskey, Witches, and Wit because I'm more excited about one than the other. It's good to be here with you. We are broadcasting live tonight from the very hot and sweaty Jason office in Silicon Valley. It's 95 degrees outside, and all of our windows are closed because of all of the forest fires raging around California. Just when you thought that the year couldn't get any shittier, it finds a way to get shittier. So if you're doing some magic for weather and things, please send some rain out this way. We really need it here in the West. It's good to be back. We took last week off. We were in Napa Valley, my wife and I, for our 16th wedding anniversary. It was very exciting. We drank a lot of wine. I did no witchcraft-related things other than pour libations to Dionysus. It was great. Whiskey, you know, wine is fine, but I'm much more of a whiskey person. We have the Cherrywood Sonoma Rye tonight on ice because it is very, very hot. And to me, whiskey is like Gatorade, so it's why we are drinking it. It's October 1st. Hell yeah. The best time of year to be a witch. From now, I think, all the way till about New Year's. I'm a Yule guy. Most people know that, but I like sound, too. I put the Samhain Halloween wreath on the door already today. I'm down and I'm ready. My guest tonight is a wine person. She told me she's been drinking wine since 3 p.m. my time, which would be, geez, 6 p.m. her time, I think, which means that she is the perfect guest, and I'm already excited. My guest tonight is Meg Rosenbrier, who is one of the founders of Witch With Me, which you can see on Instagram, but she's also the author of The Healing Power of Witchcraft, A New Witch's Guide to Spells and Rituals to Renew Yourself and Your World. And I can tell you it's really good. I actually read it and then didn't send her my review because I'm terrible at sending fucking reviews. Anyways, Meg, I'm so happy to have you here at the show. Thank you for putting up with me. Oh, please. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited. You know, it, it is a great night to be here, too. Got a full moon going. Oh, yeah, that's right. I kind of forgot. Like, every day just bleeds into the next now. With I'm sure, especially with, in your world, right, where you got the fires, you got everything going on. Yeah, we can't go outside. Like it says, mm. unhealthy air. Please stay indoors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been fun. So I saw today that you were nominated for several witchy awards. I was. I, I got to yeah. be honest, I'm floored. <laughs> I think you were nominated for like three or so. I, I was well, I was so very Yeah, it was, it was funny because I was talking to um, Devin Hunter at the time, and um, we were talking about a collab that we were doing for Gather the Witches, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but, um, and he was see the witchies and I was like oh no did which me end up you know getting anything the way that they did and he was like you need to go look <laughs> <laughs> and I was so pleasantly surprised because the community just totally left it up which with me I was so thrilled yeah I actually nominated you I was one uh, of you know, thank you thank you perhaps the dozens and dozens I have no idea how many people sent in nominations I mean, I, I was nominated for things. You know, you were so. an opinionated group. <laughs> I assume like very few people did. If I sneaked in there, I assume very few people were nominated is how I look at it. Yeah. These, these, these seem like better awards than the annual Horny Awards, which I, really – I don't, I don't know. You know, I, you might have to step up your event planning gig, attach a conference to it, something. You're right. I feel like I'm going to have to. <laughs> Maybe even, like, get plaques for people or something. You know, I feel Uh-oh. like, yeah, these are, like, real awards. Like, you get something. You know, maybe, maybe Devin will have, like, everybody on Zoom or something, you know, and we can get the awards virtually. Um, And I will be at my best friend's wedding that night. So I will be having the time of my life. So I will just be thrilled to watch <laughs> no matter who wins. No, I want to, like, see, like, you know, like, you get up and you dance for a while, 
and then you come back and you sit back and you see who won and you just kind of keep going up and down and see like everybody doing a champagne toast. And then, you know, after like three hours at the reception, you're like, Hey, I want a witchy award. You're all going to drink with me now. That's you, what know, I would do. you know, that's and what I'll I tell you, do. my best friend would not be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> if they're really a friend, they will understand. <laughs> they will understand how many glasses of wine I have had. <laughs> but yeah, so, no, she's already she's already been all over it. She's already thrilled for me. Yeah, I I'm just couldn't believe I got nominated. I did beg a lot of my friends to nominate me, but I still didn't think it. I, I, I thought I thought it was a joke when I started looking at it. I got to be honest because I was through it. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's really kind of interesting because you're you're nominated for like best new voice and like best uh, social media account, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know those are kind of young contemporary people who are on the cutting edge of things sort of nominations and all of my yeah. nominations were for like blogs books hey if it's 20th no, century technology jason is books. down oh uh, come on i i think this episode i think the episode should go down in history for next year's witches okay i'm just putting it on record right now i want to be we'll nominated have- We'll we'll have to like uh, you know get back together in a year and if not before yeah. and yeah. just go over like, refresh ever, how fabulous this episode was for everybody yeah okay and, we'll talk and, and then like we can kind of just like go into the green room because everybody knows we have a green room at this podcast and then we can yeah. like bitch just to each other if we lost right At, you know oh, like, god damn it how absolutely. did they win I'll, I'll, yeah yeah yeah. So this has been an incredible year for you. I mean, you've just kind of (laughs) blown up and done a lot of stuff in a very short period of time. There's there's Witch With Me. There's there's the book. It's just so much. So how did all of this start? How did the ball get rolling for you to be sort of this witchcraft mogul? Oh man! Oh mogul! I like that. I know. Isn't that a good uh, word? I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know if we're word. a mogul yet, but uh, you know, I'll take it for right now. Um. So yeah, I mean, I. Oh, it's always a hard question to kind of pinpoint how it got rolling, but I think, I think really the main thing was my friendship that I formed with my business partner Louisa. Um, and that you know, and I think that's a real signifier for everything to come. That what have we blossomed into and in talking about partnerships and um, community, but really that's where it came in is I, I, I found a friendship with her um, from online. We've actually never met in person, uh, believe it or not. Wow. And, uh, and we run this like multi-platform business with like 10 different events going on. And, and we talk every day, all day. And, um, and, but that was really, you know, I really found somebody who trusted me in my witchcraft. You know, I have, I had a lot of people who, or like my posts or who I just knew from not on social media that we talk. Um, but this was somebody who like believed in my magic and it was, it was great for me. And I, I think she'd say the same too. Um, and she basically, you know, what happened is she um, approached me uh, in January, right after Yule actually. And she said, um, you know, thinking I was really thinking about it and I want to do a hashtag challenge so those of you who might not be familiar with Instagram um, a hashtag challenge is a way to kind of get everybody to post together and raise awareness of your your brand and things like that and um, and and get people involved but the thing is usually the content that gets produced never gets reposted anywhere and it kind of just fades off into the void so she said, well, what if we, like, you know, create our own page to repost other people's content? And so, Jason, this is where you come in. I said, well, you know, that's so funny because I just spent my New Year's Eve reading the um, the 2019 Hornies Awards blog post <laughs> that, that Jason Makey just put up. And, um, you know, he was really talking about finding a, a way to get everybody talking. And I was like you know, you and I are just not even like even remotely in the politics of the witchcraft world at this moment. What if we just kind of created a space that everybody could talk and, and we, and we 
kind of, it kind of grew from there. And so it was, it's really fun to, to be here now, sitting here on this, you know, Aries full moon and saying, we're really coming full circle um, <laughs> with, the, with, the, uh, with the whole plan. So that's how it started anyway. I'm like so blushing. And like, you know, that's not even a year ago. I mean, that is so, no. so fast. I said, Such- so I just had a birthday and she just had a birthday. She's a Virgo. I'm a Libra. And I, we said, you know, we didn't even like really know each other on our birthdays last year. <laughs> and now we're, you know, legally entwined for life. Um, so I just, you know, it's so funny. Um, but when you find, you know, you find the right person, you know, people talk about soulmates. Well, you know, you can have them in business too. And, uh, we got lucky. So you look at it as a business. This is, it's just amazing to me. Like, it just feels like things change. So I was talking to Temperance Alden mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. And, you know, and she's, you know, well, I'm a social media influencer and stuff and I'm an old fart yeah. and will admit it. And, uh, you know, and it just, Oh blows. yeah, she totally is. Yeah. And it just like, like blows my mind. Cause I barely even understand that. I was like, Oh, I have a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm doing really well. She's like, well, I have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah. It's, and, it's and like she's a putting like a million a day, you know, and she's always creating content that people want to engage with. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's yeah. no, I don't look at myself as a social media influencer. Um, yeah, I definitely look at it more as a, as a business and a, and a community. So when you say it's a business, like, how is it a business? I know that you, you all sell some stuff, but you know, it, to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We're not talking about, you know, our t-shirts and stuff. No, what we're talking about is we're trying to create a witch economy um, is really one of our goals. So say business, I, badass. yes, of course, I want cool. to be fairly compensated for my work, but what I, you know, what I, what we really want to do is draw people together in a, in a more centralized way so that we can say, um, so let's start lifting each other up economically as well as all the other ways that we can talk about lifting each other up um, because it's time to start buying witchy. So what we did is we, we started Coven Market a few months ago. That's another one of our platforms, which is currently at 30,000 followers, I think. Um, and it's a platform dedicated to small businesses. And all it is is just reposting the work of these amazing craftsmen that have no other way besides their own platforms to get um, recognition. So we've created a, a great coalition of these like really um, smart, savvy online small business owners. Um, and we've created a community of witches hungry for information because we are, um, we really cater to the new witch, which as we're all aware is burgeoning right now, the new witch population. Um, and, you know, we don't seek to be an authority at all. We seek to um, be a content provider. So we want people to succeed, we want to form partnerships with people like Temperance Alden, um, because those are people who are speaking about what witchcraft looks like in this day and age. And we want to form partnerships with a new witch who hasn't even come out of the closet to their, uh, to their family yet. Um, because there's an anonymity to which people can start to really open up themselves um, in an Instagram-based format. Um, stop me at any time because I think I'm no, right. No, this is incredible. <laughs> I mean, because people always talk about community, and they have yeah. been in the witchcraft world since the 60s, and most of that community is nothing but, you know, backstabbing and fighting. And yeah. a place like Instagram, which, you know, has issues, you know, there yeah. are people who say bad shit on Instagram and there are fights and stuff. Of but course. it's not nearly as contentious as Facebook or Twitter. Sometimes. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, it's, it is kind of the ideal place for yeah. something like this when you want to bring people together. I think so. I think when you have a, a visually based platform, it's like a little bit softening. You know, like, and of right. course, we can, we can sit here all day and talk about, you know, how um, critical thinking is super important, but also accessibility is super important. So that's kind of where we come in. Um, we, we feel that accessibility to, is important and accessibility to credible information, which is why we're doing things um, like witches, where we're raising up and saying, here are some great presenters, here are some great minds. Um, in the world of witchcraft and come listen to them. And by the way, at the same time, 
<laughs> like, you know, enjoy witchy entertainment because that's what we're about too. We're not just about, you know, the person who's published the most books or the person who, um, I, I mean, is the most, the most famous witch or, or whatever, um, although we certainly are, you know, we want to, um, we want, we want to talk to everybody. And this is, this is probably my Sagittarius moon talking, but I'm like, the world can only get smaller. And that's how I look at it. You talked about sort of like witchcraft today, modern witchcraft. It's been a huge mm. change, I think, in just like the last 10 yeah. or 15 years in the witchcraft world. Yeah, and that's and, when I've come into it. Yeah. 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 So did you grow up in like the old witchcraft world or are you just a part of like kind of maybe like the last five or 10 years, the, so, the newer witchcraft world? So really interesting. So definitely the newer witchcraft world in terms of how I practice, but um, very old witchcraft world in, ten, in terms of coming out of um, a Boston Irish Catholic background. <laughs> that is very ritualistic. Um, and that was, you know, that was actually, um, you know, I was practicing Roman Catholic for a really long time and took it very seriously. Um, and I find that it um, translates amazingly well to witchcraft, um, especially when I, you know, even now my parents are listening. Hi, mom and dad. Um, you know, we, they're, they were Catholic their entire life and, you know, they're in their seventies now and they're, and they're just, continually amazed by the parallels so it's really fun I, I feel like I have to watch my language now that mom and dad are listening so I oh no please you met my mother earlier. she's all air she is just a riot <laughs> don't worry <laughs> so as somebody who's been in a, in this community since the 90s more and more it, it feels like there are almost two witchcraft communities mm-hmm. there is sort of the newer witchcraft community that's been influenced a lot by social media platforms like Instagram. And then there's sort of the older one, you know, who read Scott Cunningham books and Ray Buckland books. And sometimes it doesn't feel like they overlap. Mm -hmm. Am I off base? You agree? No, No, you're not off base at all. Not at all. Um, And we see, we see this all the time. I mean, we're well aware that our, um, our base on Instagram does not necessarily include the latter group that you were talking about in a lot of ways. Um, so that's something we're cognizantly pursuing um, our ever broadening scope of trying to get all sorts of folks involved in a project. Um, so, Hey, I would love, would love any advice. Let's talk later. Um, but you know, it, it, that's really our, our tagline is the more the merrier path. Um, and, and, you know, there are people, and you know, everybody is wrestling with this, um, this question right now and, 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 and in a million different ways, um, there's indignation, there's hopelessness, there's the whole other end of the spectrum where everything is just like love and light. And, you know, and, and as a true Libra, I really, I really come in the middle and I really say, I think, I think we can do it. Um, and, and I have scholarly backup for this. I won't make you go there. <laughs> um, but I really think that we can make take witchcraft as a populist movement, but keep it meaningful. You know, I am somebody who doesn't like the old farts, who always get upset about everything. Well, these new, mm-hmm. these new Instagram witches are ruining witchcraft. Yeah. But, you know, the same asshole said that in 1996 when the craft came out. You know, it's yep. always yep. something. It's because they don't have as much influence as they want to have. Anything mm-hmm. that empowers people. And yep. yeah, I think it's great, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think there's a, just a different mindset where you have people who um, have it like a like a scarcity mindset, not quite that far, but in the sense that if they have, then others haven't, and if others have, then they don't. They feel that way, but that's really, in my experience, not how it works. So switching how we talk about talking about craft is important to me. And, and I think part of that comes with being like, which with me's mission, which is we're not trying to say authoritative. We're trying to say, we want to hear from you because we want to preserve what you have to say. And we want to talk about what you have to say. And we want to expose what you have to say. So um, we, we've met resistance, of course, from all sorts of different people at all sorts of different levels. Um, but you know, for a variety of reasons. Um, but the biggest thing I keep, I just come back to is just, why don't you just lend us your voice and see what happens? Cause I think it's going to be possible. 
and, and I think it's going to be beneficial. And lo and behold, we've made some really great partnerships. I always think that if you don't have kind of an influx of younger people and new voices, everything you do gets stagnant and stale. I know that. Well, that's true too. Yeah. In our coven practice, you know, we always want to be welcoming of new people. We don't want to, you know, be completely closed to the world. And I'm just always bothered by these people who are not opening doors. They're just closing doors as quickly as, as they can because they don't have authority over who's getting in and who's not getting in drives me crazy. Sorry. It's a little personal rant. No, no, I totally agree too, because, you know, but at the same time, I, you know, and you do too, you that people want to protect their traditions, but that's not what we're talking about. You know, we're not saying like erase this or anything like that. So, you know, it's just, it's just continually putting out the same messaging um, is what we're going to keep doing. Um, you know, people have said, people have said, oh, you know, I, I actually asked a friend of mine, do you, you know, what do you think? Do you think, do you, what do you think people think about us? Um, and this is somebody who's not involved in Witch With Me, but it's kind of like an outside party. And he said, you know, people don't really know what to think because they, they kind of expect you to fail. A lot of people have undertaken this and it hasn't worked out. And I was like, you know, that's great feedback because, Consistency is something that is so important to us as we grow from these new witches into people stepping into that really made that really sprung a light bulb on with me that I just got to commit and be consistent because that's what people need. So when we talk about witchcraft in 2020, you know, there are always lots of definitions on what witchcraft is, you know, for some people, it, like especially kind of like Wiccan witches, and I'll admit I'm one of those. It's it's basically a religious experience with mm-hmm. magic. Uh, to you, yep. what is witchcraft today? What is witchcraft in 2020? Is it a spirituality? Is it just a magical practice? Is it a religious tradition? Um, I think it's a lifestyle. How oh, I, I like approach that. it, yeah. I do. I think it's a lifestyle. I think, and that and that comes from being, you know, a 36 year old millennial living outside New York City kind of thing, you know, I'll admit it. Um, but I, 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 you know, I really subscribe to a holistic experience when it comes to witchcraft. Um, and that's not to be like, oh, you're less of a witch if you don't do a spell every day. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. We're just talking about just walking the path, you know, every, the, that when you have to make a major decision, you, you think about it in that, in that framework. So, uh, but for well, yeah. I mean to, to also answer your question. I mean, I I, I I call myself a hedge witch. That's how I identify um, in terms of my own practice. Which means what to you exactly? So to me, um, so I have Celtic ancestry, so that's where I draw from that. And I'm also um, a Libra with Pisces rising, and my Chiron's in Gemini. So I'm I'm really all about duality, um, and that's that's kind of the heart and soul of a hedge witch for me is just really understanding as above, so below understanding one foot in the spirit world, one foot in the physical world. Um, those kinds of the, 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 the feminine, the masculine at the same time, those kinds of things, um, everything going, everything, a dichotomy, uh, those are the, the tenets of how I practice. Excellent. These are, these are great answers. You're really good at this uh, no. blog, you know, <laughs> podcasting thing. Thanks. You know. <laughs> you know, every once in a while I get a guest who, like, doesn't answer anything, you know, like, they give a one-sentence answer, so you have to ask, like, 900 questions. <clears throat> oh, no, I'm almost, like, i hoping he's going to stop me if I'm going too long. <laughs> Hell no! Like you go off on a tangent, I can just sit back. All right, all right, all right. Let's do this, then. You know, it's less work yeah. for me. You know. Okay. You know, it's all it's all about you for an hour. You know, and I'll just okay. rank, and then the the questions will get more and more slurred as we go. As we go <laughs> so, how old were you when you when you began self identifying as a witch? Um. So interesting when I actually said I am a witch to myself was probably 29 so not that long ago so like I said I'm 36 um but in terms of practicing witchcraft when I didn't know that that's what it was uh, my first memories of that are 
So you attracted to magic at a young age. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, I started, I, yeah, I started, I, there was a tree on the side of my house that I used to like commune with and I was always felt like kind of weird about it. And, um, but I love that. And then I, but the real thing I always used to do was, um, bibliomancy all the time. And it was so fruitful for me too. I mean, even as like a young kid, I got a lot out of it, um, for a long time. And then I really got deep into some numerology and, um, some kind of like more psychic type stuff. Um, again, not having any kind of formal training or any understanding of this. Um, but what I did do was I knew I had to figure it out. And so when I went to college, I ended up, um, I ended up majoring in religious studies uh, and it's funny because at the time when I, when I started to go to college, this was 2006 two um and it was actually right when the pedophilia scandal broke with the catholic church oh, yeah. and i had a real hard time with that um and you know most people did and um you know funny because the pendulum kind of swing back within two to three years in the catholic church and all of a sudden they were talking about letting women be deacons in the catholic church because they were like on this crazy pr campaign to like seem relatable again and I got a little sucked into that and I got really excited about that. And I kind of got excited about that prospect of like, what would it be like to be the first, one of the first woman deacons in the church and that kind of stuff. And anyway, um, so that was, that was kind of my beginning study in, into religious studies um, for, as an academic focus. Um, and I ended up graduating um, from there and going, school at divinity school because I needed to continue and I needed to keep going. I needed to keep on covering. Um, and now looking back on it, I know I had to go through my process in a very um, cold and logical way before I was able to fully embrace the, uh, the full, the full of what I work and do now. You know, like my wife grew up Catholic. I grew up Methodist, which is like the most mm-hmm. wishy-washy of all Christianities. Mm-hmm. But my wife was really, when she was a teenager, was very involved in the Catholic Church. And yep. she was a Eucharistic minister. Me too. Her, yeah. Her I was an altar though, girl. I was a Eucharistic minister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, once her priest said, you know, you are the future of the Catholic Church, you know, and to her mm-hmm. in front of the congregation. But her grandmother was like a pre-Vatican II Catholic. And mm-hmm. she told her one day, you know, she goes, Grandma goes, you know, you think that you're helping, but you can't touch the host and you're going to hell. <laughs> and, I know, I, you know. <laughs> and, I have grandma, I have grandma too, like, I Maybe know. I shouldn't be Catholic, you know, it's like, yeah. boom, light bulb. You'd seem yeah. to have like a, a good relationship, though, with Christianity and a lot yeah. of times, especially in the witch world, any sort of mention of Christianity or just saying, hey, you know, I celebrate Christmas is met with this torrent of outrage and anger. But you seem to have a good relationship with Christianity. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I'm, I'm really privileged in the fact that I wasn't, I wasn't in any kind of situation where I felt like, of course, being a woman, I felt very restricted by the Catholic Church. But beyond mm-hmm. that, like, I, I wasn't like, you know, like abused in the ways a lot of people were by religion or, or still are. Um, so there's that, but, um, I am someone who believes when there's something good in a doctrine, a philosophy, a theory that when I commit myself to it, I believe on working for change from the inside out. So I stuck with church for longer than I might've, um, just because I believed in kind of, I saw this opening for women. I saw, um, you know, finally this exposure of this pedophilia and, you know, I, I, so I got kind of excited. And so going to divinity school for me was, was definitely a journey to try to figure out what I wanted to do um, in that regard. But I'll tell you what, when I graduated, it was 2008 and there were no jobs anywhere ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I did? I answered phones at a country club. Swear to God. I graduated, Well, to be fair, I graduated Yale. Um, and I was, I went, I worked for an additional year there at the law school. Um, it was the election year. It was the year, you know, Obama, um, won his second term and it was like, 
it was fan freaking tastic. I mean, the amount of people coming through there. The I did come. I worked in the dean's office, and they did conference and event planning for them. So I learned a lot about working in a community setting to achieve goals. And yeah, yeah, lots. No, it's like super, super liberal. So it was like this really on fire time to be working there. Um, but yeah, I got laid off from there too. Um, so I ended up just not knowing what I wanted to do with my life um, and kind of answering phones at a country club for a couple um, a couple months. And then I ended up going on this like, you know, 10-year jaunt into the uh, sales and branding and commercial real estate and hotel and hospitality world. <laughs> yeah, you, but you, you, you I learned... more fascinating, like with any words that I <laughs> So I had this like period of just pure, total, egotistical, masculine energy, testosterone-fueled, sales-fueled lifestyle. And it was, I made a lot of money, and I was doing really well, and I got pregnant with my son, and everything changed. And I couldn't perform the way that everyone still expected me to perform. And it sucked. And I was really pissed about it. Rightfully so, I believe. Um, There's a lot of sexism in my field. And I tried to go back after I had my son. And I took a leap of faith. And I walked away from a lot of money. And I said, you know what? There's something else out there for me. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I'm good at it. But I, I got to figure out a different way to put these talents to use because I'm dying on the inside. And, uh, and yeah, I changed my whole life and just and, uh, and connected with my witchy side for a number of years. And then, yep, just within, a, within the last year, here we are. Yeah, I know. This is, your story is so great. Like, I'm looking forward to your memoir you oh. know, in a couple of years. <laughs> I want to hear about well, divinity school and, and all that. Uh, divinity know. school, when, I'll tell you, when when people say, you know, college are the best four years of your life, no, grad school is the best four years of my life. It, New Haven's a great town. Um, you know, I was, like, living with my now husband. So we were, like, a young, unmarried couple in New Haven. And I was just learning the most incredible stuff from the most incredible people at a really exciting time. In that 2006 to 2000 time, right before the market crashed, it was just like this really great time to uh, just be, you know, just be involved in every aspect of that that world. It was fun. You and now I only little... live a couple minutes from there because I, I, I still love it. <laughs> you mentioned sort of that masculine energy, like, you know, I think of patriarchy and things. Witchcraft yeah. has gotten more and more political the last. Oh yeah. Especially, I think the last four years. I mean, we're in unprecedented times with the orange menace and the White House and stuff. Mm, yeah. Is is your witchcraft overly political? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My yeah. witchcraft is political. And you know, you know, I'm not, I, and I'm just not the type of person who um, necessarily posts something like like I you know absolutely participating in the Black Lives Matter blackout like things like that like but I'm not someone who is necessarily live on their Instagram feed to talk about social justice, something like that. And, and that's um, a personal choice I make on my social media platforms because I want to keep Witch With Me so accessible to so many people. Right. And I don't want to be a polarizing figure at the expense of that. That mission is greater to me than my platform. Um, but that's not to say that I'm not absolutely right there meeting up with every single time that somebody brings something up. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, this is, we're, we're not going to culturally appropriate and we're not going to spiritually bypass and we're not, you know, like all these kind of things. Um, and, you know, we're not going to vote for the orange, you know what? And, um, and those things is so political for me. I mean, uh, running Pathos Pagan. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. running our Facebook page, which, you know, makes me cry a lot. You know, yeah. I'm always I'm always surprised by the amount of people who are just really adamant about Trump and right wing politics. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, there's, there's nothing wrong necessarily being a conservative 
there are some. I was I, oh, I've, I've, I was a conservative in my past life. <laughs> I, was, I was president of my church youth group. You know, I, I before becoming a witch, I'm. You know, there, there's like parts of me. Yeah. No, and there's, and there's parts of me that still identify with under, there's, there's parts of me that understand rules, that understand um, conservatism in its truest sense, um, right. not corporate tax break sense. <laughs> you know? Yeah, or um, theocracy sense. Y- yes, yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I understand those things, and I think those things can be useful. Um, but, you know, ever since the 80s, the conservative party has just been going nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching something the other day about both parties were in favor of expanding voting rights, you know, for quite a while. Reagan did mm-hmm. it even, and then mm-hmm. in 2008, something happened. I don't know exactly what happened, like who was elected president, but something <laughs> happened to change why, you know, how they felt about letting lots of different people vote, especially oh, people of color. Geez, I wonder mm. what it was. Yeah. 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 I'm just always amazed when people vote against their self-interests, I guess. I mean, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. And, and you know, what's, what's doubly scary. And we talk about this, you, you see this on Twitter a lot. We talk about is um how people are accessing the occult and witchcraft through QAnon, mm-hmm. which is like the most conservative of conservative platforms. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's troubling to me. I think, I think that's something that is even more troubling to me than, um, teenage girls on TikTok trying to do love spells. I, it, it's much more troubling that there's a significant mobilized portion of the population, um, who believes the, the tenets of QAnon. I have been like sounding the alarm about that for like the last six months. And I don't yeah. think that a lot of people are taking it seriously yet. I think maybe 20% of the Republican party buys into this idea that oh, easily. there's a cabal of satanic pedophiles run by Tom yeah. Hanks and, uh, and yeah. Hillary Clinton. And, you know, to me endorsing any of that feels like a return to the satanic panic of the yeah. 1980s, early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really frightening. We need to real be really aware of this. And yeah, and it's so aren't. and it's so much more. Uh, you know, like the Gutenberg press came from in between then and now. We have the social media, and it's like, you know, the way these people are communicating is just so innovative that it, it it's you know we're we're behind. And we've got to mobilize and we've got to get in front of it as a community. And, you know, we're not on Discord servers enough and we're not on um, Minecraft chats enough. And we're not doing the kind of things where we say this is wrong and this is not what witchcraft is about at all. And some of the ways they're bringing people into the QAnon thing seem like positive things, like the Save oh, yeah. Our Children hashtag. Like, who isn't yep. concerned about child trafficking and who doesn't want to save the kids? But a lot of that information is... Well, who's not concerned about wrong. child trafficking? The uh, uh, millions of people are okay with the kids sitting in cages. Like, you know, right. I mean, but I get, I know what your point is. Um, I just, I just infuriates me, the hypocrisy. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think in 2020, we're very used to hypocrisy. Yeah, I know, I know. So, uh, one of the things I really like about you and which with me is how community focused that you all are. And cool. I think I really became aware of you when you started the witch census. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And how did that go? Did you get a lot of responses? We did. So, so the witch census is probably the thing that is the most contentious thing that we've done um, on all fronts. And as we expected it to be, you know, we, we, we understood that it was going to be something that people were going to talk about and dissect and criticize and be angry about and be thrilled about. And, um, but we didn't expect what we got, of course, um, which is overwhelming responses to interruptions. It was completely overwhelming. We had over 16,000 responses um, to the witch census. And um, for those people who weren't able to take it or look at it, we ran it for the month of August. Um, and it started off with your basic census type information, you know, um, 
you know, what, what, what do you identify your gender as? What do you, um, where do you live? Do you have kids? Those kind of things. Um, and then we tried to get into a variety of questions about witchcraft practices. Um, and, you know, we tried to, we tried to cover a lot of different um, ground, but we came up short. <laughs> we did. Um, and we know that. And, um, but know that the data that we have is really cool and really telling of what people care about right now um, in witchcraft. So we're really excited to collate the, the answers and put them forth and then um, get some kind of plan to do it again next year because I want to take it more seriously. It was so funny, Jason. I was rereading some of your blog posts before we went on here, and you had said when you first started the Hornies, um, the Horny Awards, that you you meant them as a joke, you know. And right. I'm not saying we meant this since this is a joke, but looking back on it now, we didn't scientifically create the questions the most appropriate and um, correct way. We didn't. So what we need to do, and the data will still be revealing. But what we need to do is create a newer and better version for next year. And then we have comparative data, which is even more fun. Um, but we will do it again. And um, we're going to make improvements. And we're going to um, this time. Because to be honest, last time we tried to. But when you're starting something, people don't really want to give input. Because they're like, I don't really care what you're doing. You know? And so then we go ahead and do it. And then everyone's like, whoa, hold on. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're I, like, well, <laughs> I remember when it came out and yeah. I think I started talking to you like a few days later after mm. the census stuff came out Yeah, and I was on some groups and they were like, is this some sort of like information harvesting thing for, oh yeah, we didn't even see that, company? yeah, that was huge concern, yeah. it was, yeah, I don't blame them, look at who's yeah. been in our country, <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that initially came out and um, that, that was called, you know, there was a, like, I'm sure by good people like yourself who were like, no, these people, you know, are not trying to like get your IP address, which we didn't do for cautions. Like we're, we're, we didn't make anyone give us their email to complete the survey, things like that. We wanted it to be anonymous. We wanted people to feel safe taking it. Um, but yeah, there was there was that was a lot of backlash. There was also the backlash of like, oh, they're doing it, you know, to get your email, to get marketing, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like, I emails from it, but it was an optional um, add-on to mm -hmm. the story. Um, and also, um, you know, we 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 probably need to do a better job of explaining that. We, the goal of the census came from the idea that there were so, so many of our followers who were in the broom closet and scared to come out. Our, our message inbox was just packed full from the time we started the page until, I mean, I, I'm sure when I get a hang up, I'll have some in there now. People saying, I'm a new witch. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? So what it grew out of was this idea of let's start banding together and saying we exist, we exist together, we have strength in numbers, and while we may not have kind of a cohesive platform, the fact that we are is important. Um, so, and, and it's really especially important these awakening witches that we're seeing everywhere, um, because you know these new witches get this bad rap of like rushing into these spells and, and with disregard for the rules. And, and, and that's probably true. Um, but in my experience, I far more see witches agonizing over wanting to do it right and not knowing where to get their information and being scared of anybody about their feelings. And that's who we did the census for. Say so you're not alone. Um, and to say, let's track who we are as a people and let's keep it going and let's do it year after year and let's celebrate ourselves. So that's, <laughs> yes. Woo, I feel like that was a long answer, but that's, that's the heart <laughs> of it. You know, when, when I saw it, my first thought was, wow, 
I'm already exhausted just thinking about like tabulating all this information. Of like yeah, yeah, these yeah. people yeah. are like mas- say to masochists. I mean, this just feels like a lot of extra well, luckily, work. We, in well, luckily, we bought we bought like a plugin for the website that does all of that for you. Um, but there are open-ended answers in the census, like what country are you from, that we will never ever not have a drop down for again <laughs> because our poor statistics guru spent like six hours just on countries um oh, wow. fabulous by the way yeah she's so good we have a she's a phd candidate in um, statistics and she's a witch and so she's just like so fantastic and she's like crazy and then we have um a a woman on our team who is a a graphic design artist in the field of higher education so she's somebody who understands how to make graphics about data um mm. so we're really excited to put together a, a cool, good-looking report that's accessible, that people can read, that people can understand, that they can, like, clip graphics from if they want to, um, argue all day long about the way we frame the questions. We want it. We want everybody talking about everything in there um, because I think the goal is to get everybody talking. I love that. I mean, I really want <laughs> all of the different threads of the witchcraft community to come together better than they do right now you know yeah and sometimes it looks like hey su you didn't represent me and it's like okay my mistake let's do this you know like that that has to happen we want you to be counted we want everybody absolutely and 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 you know and i understand that i am not somebody who's been here for 20 years so when I say to you, I really just want people to, to join in, <laughs> it's really true. I, I, I just don't really have a personal motive beyond, like, not giving my husband a heart attack that I'm spending all this time doing this, like, being poor, you know? Um, I, I, think, I think you're better off not having been here for 20 years. You know, there's just yeah. less baggage, right? <laughs> you know? If I had my life I, to do over again, I, I, I don't would know. become I a rich You guys life. are kind of fun. We we did have some fun. So do, <laughs> there's a couple of things we need to talk about before the show is over because you have a okay. lot of things coming up. But one of the things that I'm really excited about, and I thank you, I'm so flattered you asked me to be a part of it, is Gather the Witches, which is yes. a big online kind of uh, conference festival that you are doing October 25th and 26th, I think. Am I right about that? 24th and 25th, yep. That's close. It's close. Yeah. Can you tell yeah. us a little about Gather the Witches? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my business, having, you know, in COVID era, um, Gather the Witch with Me business really sprung up because everybody has been online and my my community was formed online. So it was only natural to us to say, you know what, this year that one's not going to be the same. It's really just not going to be what people are used to. So let's throw a party and let's get some really cool speakers in and with really interesting ideas. Um, and let's get the, the most interesting and creative uh, musical acts that we can get. So what we did is we put together an event that's going to have a free main stage for everybody. So anybody listening to this, check it out. It's totally free to attend the main stage event. And it's going to be over 25 witchy singers, bands, storytellers. Um, There's going to be cocktail recipes done live. There's going to be baking recipes. I mean, there's just like so much cool creative talent happening on the main stage. And then um, the paid portion is going to be what we call our witches lair. Uh, and that's where we have people like yourself, Jason, who are, um, we're, we were so lucky, honestly, we got some really, really, really great people to partner with us for the event. And we're getting perspectives from everyone like, we're um, actually supporting the Temple of Witchcraft in Salem, New Hampshire. Christopher Penzak's temple. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is the, um, what is it, 10, 10% of every sale goes to the Temple of Witchcraft. They're trying to build um, a community center. So we're trying to help them with that. Um, and we are also using our proceeds to give scholarships to our academy, which is our academy is um, a witch school 
run by community members, instructed by community members for our community. Um, so we're hoping to be able to give a bunch of scholarships to that with proceeds from the event. So, and of course, um, Pay My Witch With Me team. I gotta be honest, I'm gonna give a shout out here. My Witch With Me team has worked wildly unpaid for the most part for the past six months and they're the real heroes because they have given of themselves for this community um, to make this event happen. So um, I wanted to give a shout out to them because the team is the reason that we were nominated for so many witchies um, and the reason we can bring to you this great free entertainment. They're, they're fabulous people. Um, and we're, and we're getting more people involved every day. So we're looking forward. Is a, compensation is a real problem in our community. It's a huge it, it, problem. It it's a huge like, problem. You know what? I mean, and for a while, I guess there was a lot of things given away for free, but you know, people are giving their time and their mm -hmm. energy and they need to be compensated yep. for it in some yep. way, shape or form. Yeah. Yep. And there's always this kind of like anger about it in some quarters. Well, I couldn't believe. So when I, so when I started like poking around being like, Hey, I think I want to do this virtual event. Like what is appropriate to like pay the presenters? And people were like, Oh, you don't pay your presenters. Oh God, like, pay a presenter. <laughs> I have no idea. So, so we're paying our presenters a hundred bucks. Right. And it's, it's nothing for what their talents that they're giving us. And I know that, but I was like, you know what, at least this is what I feel comfortable that I know I can commit to and at least give them something for their time. Like they can go out with their partner to a dinner. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um, and that was, you know, and we paid the bands too. And um, so, yeah, so the event's not really about making money above and beyond, like we were talking before about just uplifting the witch economy. Like come check out the event. There's um, a marketplace of a million amazing magical vendors. <laughs> I'm not a million, but there's like, you know, at least 20 um, and more added <laughs> every day because they're starting to get, you know, they're starting to get interested and they're all coming from our coven market community, which is also an amazing um, shop small type place, you know, when you, when you're looking for something special, I, I definitely recommend looking at our covered market page because there's just so much talent there and these small businesses really need our help. And Yule is right around the corner. Not that, Oh yeah. Can't wait to put together that, that Yule guide. Yule, not that I'm plugging Yule or Llewellyn's little book of Yule. You know, having you on for like a live during Yule for your book, you know it. <laughs> I will do. I will do anything to promote the Yule book. I love. Yeah. Like most witches love Samhain the most. You know, I get I that. I love Yule. Yule. You love Yule, really? Me too. I'm a Yule person. I love what? Yule because I like no Yule. No one likes Yule that, as me. I didn't have that bad Christian experience. I guess. Yeah, me too. And right. The fact that our Yule, our winter solstice, is like so close to Christmas, yeah, you know, really appeals to me. Yeah, I love. And, that and I actually like really, um, really identify with Mary's journey at that time, like the journey into motherhood and the journey mm -hmm. into like trusting the divine and that. I think is a fantastic story, um, and I'll never like, let go of celebrating that story. When we're done, like, give me your address. I'll send you Llewellyn's little book of Yule for free. Awesome. You know, because I, you know. <laughs> you know I will cherish it. Yeah, just because I love that somebody else loves Yule, I guess. Oh, but yeah, God, like, yeah. The money, the money thing's always so weird in festivals. And, you know, people talk a lot about, well, we want more diversity in festivals. Well, yeah. not a lot of people can afford to no. do these things for free. No, like, the time it more takes. diversity, more, you know, different voices. You have to pay them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true because, yeah, and, and you know we talk a lot about that in the social media world. It's like, what does it take to monetize your platform? Um, and those are concerns that we really support. And and you know, to some people it's a little distasteful. They're you know, and some people are like, I would never pay for a witchcraft course, and that's completely inappropriate. And and you know, you just got to keep going because I just I just really truly believe in. Um, paying our instructors for their knowledge and in paying people, um, yeah, I, I mean, you said it all. We're, we're thinking of this, and, and and that's really the goal is to. I, I think we can all charge more if we all keep lifting each other up more. You know, it's it's just those principles of economics that um, I'll I'll keep squawking about till 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 you guys put me out of business because I'll just I I just really believe that 
um, we can achieve more together. You know, I'm, I have a lot of friends who are on Patreon, and sometimes I'm surprised by how much they bring in on Patreon and things, yeah. which to me is good because yeah. they're working, they're giving things to people. Yep. They're yeah, they're keeping their yep. end of the bargain for just a few dollars, and yeah, they're letting and that, someone increase witchcraft. Absolutely, and just a few dollars, and it keeps adding up, and that and that really makes a difference to the to people. Um, and because uh, these people that are putting out content are stellar too. I mean, we know there's there's people who are not, but people are truly fantastic. So well deserved, and and I'm so glad to see that 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 platform is really being supported because, you know, like I said, that that is one of our number one concerns is making sure that people have access to reliable content. So great point is that Patreon's so great for that is that, you know, you're getting reliable, credible content. Um, I mean, you're signing up for these creators who are so just in depth, so much depth out there. Yeah. And if they have a bunch of Patreon supporters, you know that they're actually producing content exactly. and aren't just taking your money because everyone exactly. would need them. Yeah, exactly. So, as we run out of time, you've been really great to talk to. You've, you've been oh, a thanks. fantastic guest. Just you're really and cool. I had so much I, fun. I hope that Mike, Ari, and I get to the East Coast one of these oh, days. Oh God, yes. Soonish, and we'll drink some bottles of wine and stuff. But Heck I have yeah, to next talk time about, you're in Salem, I'll do. I'll zoom up. I've never been to Salem. What? What? Oh, I man. know. I know. Like we always go to England instead. Like well, when we can oh, take a vacation. Okay. I mean, well, I guess. We live That's on so the West Coast. I mean, it's a long flight either way. I know. Right? So, I know. So Ari's like, let's just go to England. Or more like she's Smart like, woman. Let's just go to Scotland so I can drink mm-hmm. the scotch. Not that she talks like that. She doesn't have that deep voice, but you know, that's that's usually what we do. But sexy to me, you know. <laughs> okay. Desperately want to go to Salem one of these days. Was talking about going with Thorn Mooney this October, but it doesn't look like the travel thing is going to open Oh, what by a then. bummer. I know, I know, totally. Yeah, and that's, and that's like, you know, when you say, what's next for Witch With Me, that we hope COVID gets lifted, and we want to do in-person events. That's huge for us, is just start get making that in-person connection. So hopefully that can work, but if not that, maybe an app. Yeah, though I will say there's something very kind of liberating and equalizing about the online events. Yeah, Because a lot of people can't sure. travel. I mean... You know, mm-hmm. like you see a great festival and it's not a whole lot to get in, but if you have to fly and then stay at a hotel, sometimes you're looking at a thousand dollars just well, to do not, that. Well, not only is that financially prohibitive, but it's for, for people who are just like, may not be out of the room closet, they're not going to do that, you know, yeah. whereas they very much are very likely to, to buy an online ticket and enjoy themselves fully and access that information. I mean, anyone who's doing an online event is like making sure that information is available afterwards so that they come back to it and love it. And, you know, so you're right. It, it, it's creating this whole level of accessibility that wasn't there before. And, you know, and before too, like if you were going to go, you have to spend a lot of money, but you also can't work during those periods of time. Well, so yeah. it's like a double negative. Right. And right. the online, especially when all of the workshops are recorded, is so much better. You can just kind of see things at your leisure and get yep. a, get a feel for people. So as like we kind of you know we're not run out of time and Jason's yep. had a lot of whiskey now. I have to talk <laughs> about your book, The Healing Power of Witchcraft. Yeah. And I I'm sorry I did not send you a blurb on time, but it did actually read your book, and I really liked your book. And I when I sat down I was like. Awesome. Oh. And I was like, oh, Instagram witch. I'm not going to like this book so much. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit that because the whiskey is kicking in. But I really, really liked your book. I thought it was awesome. really great. Did you? I'm so excited. Yeah, I was talking to Estrella Taylor, and I was talking oh, about God, reading your book. Her. I was yeah. talking about reading your book, and I was like, oh, my God, Meg's book is so good. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask her, too. She'll tell you it's true. Did you plan to be an author or was it just something you stumbled into? No, I stumbled into it. Um, you know, in this new, this brave new world of internet connections, it's like, it was, it was just definitely a path I wasn't expecting to come by. And then um, I ended up with this like book deal and I just went to town. I can't even tell you how the 
stars aligned to make this book totally just come to fruition and just like COVID happened and it was awful, but my husband was home to take care of my two-year-old and my four-year-old while I wrote a book. (laughs) (laughs) It was like literally in the 90 days that I needed to sit down and and bust out my hundred spells, right? Um, and it was 90 days, that's, that's or whatever, fucking whatever incredible to me. Like, I, you know, well, I write I'll a thousand you, words a day and I feel like I've done like good. I'll tell you, I do feel like I'm blessed with what is that automatic download writing sometimes if I get in a groove. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's a neurodivergent thing from being autistic that I can like really just get in that groove and just get it in. Um, but I, I, I definitely give all the props in the world to my husband because that was like, I was just in zombie mode, getting it done and getting it together. And, um, but in a good way, like in a, I was exploring this side of myself that I didn't even know existed and just becoming so alive as I was doing it. So it was like this cyclical thing that fed on itself that only made it better and better as I kept going. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a beginner book. It's beginner friendly. That's what it's for. It's for people who, um, are just really interested in starting their journey. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that an experience, which will like a lot of the spells in there, um, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're great spells. Um, but I think that it's going to be a really special book for people who are just, you know, just done with everything else they've tried and are willing to take a chance on witchcraft and willing to say, you know, I think this could be a healing path for me. And that's what I care about. And that they, they, they start to come into the conversation they start to come into their own power and they start to broaden their horizons. And that's what this book was about for me. I will say that if somebody were to ask me like, what book are you going to recommend to people going forward? I would recommend your book before Cunningham or Buckland. Stop. Or, oh my God, how many whiskeys have you had? <laughs> no, no, I mean that because I feel like it's contemporary in a way mm. that those books are no longer contemporary. Yeah. You know, it, it is a really great book to put your foot on the path and then start the journey forward. You know, this, awesome. yeah, it, it is a really <laughs> great book for beginners. You know, yeah, if, that's you, what if it I is. still have time to send you a blurb, I will, because I really did love your book, but I think I missed Ooh. the deadline because I suck right, so I'll bad. I'll you down. Don't worry. I'm not yeah, shy. But I mean, I really, really liked it in that sense because, you know, like you read Buckland and I'm going to write a biography of Ray Buckland and I love Ray Buckland. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want to be like dismissive of Buckland, but it's hard. It's, yeah. it's not inviting. Uh, there are a lot of things that have changed since Buckland wrote, you know, his complete book of witchcraft, like back in the seventies and it was revised in the eighties and then a little, and then later. I was just reading that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And like Scott Cunningham is the same thing. I think if Cunningham had lived longer, he would have revised Wicca guide for the solitary practitioner and it would be a more contemporary book, but it's not. And I felt like your book was really contemporary and it just felt like where witchcraft is in 2020. And yeah, and that's what I and that's what I tried to do is I tried to be it's like, like definitely vox populi, right? Like like can, taking the mood of the zeitgeist, like taking the mood of the, of the and really applying that and making it very timely for people who are like you know everyone people are suffering right now and um and ho- and hoping that. You know, there's there's this like idea that in witchcraft that this is the way, right? And this like Mandalorian, this is the way, and and um <laughs> and, and and that's and that works for a, a lot of people, and that's and that's okay. But I think there's a lot of people who that doesn't work for. And what my what my strategy is just to say, I've opened the door, come on in, sit down, see what you think, and um, you know, and, and there's traditionalists and and strict you know um people who who disagree with that strategy um and that's what they're there for they're there to after my my new witches have graduated and come into their own and are ready to talk um and ready to get academic and ready to get really into the lifestyle um i will send them gladly to anybody who knows the way but for now what what i'm really trying to do is say look witchcraft is is a really helpful practice and 
in a way that the world needs right now in a way that a lot of people need right now. And it's time to stop acting like it's something sinister because it's just not. And that's stupid. So it's time to, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's really time to just be honest about who we are and be proud of who we are. And, and hopefully by leading with that type of energy, we start to see this transformational, um, ability of just this pop. I, I mean, I'll be honest, it's a populist movement for me. I want to see people disengaging from the patriarchy and engaging in witchcraft. That to me is, yeah. that to me is, and how they do it, I will leave that to others to argue about. But for me, it's about the entree and it's about the awakening and it's about um, the welcoming. You know, I would think it's like about empowering people, right? And yeah. For sure. You know, 100%. however they choose to empower themselves through witchcraft is yep. usually okay with me, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, we could probably think of some exceptions and stuff. I loved yeah. your book, though, because it was also kind of traditional as a longtime Wiccan witch. I could yeah. see myself in everything that was written in the book. I mean, yeah, it didn't feel yeah. like something that was particularly Well, that's, 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 my, that's my childhood readings is all that <laughs> is drawn from what I grew up reading before I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, I'm not a witch, but I just need to know everything about this. But like, um, that's where you see that in me is where I, I came up from years of like really looking at that head witch tradition, that folk magic, and then like that traditional side of it too. Um, and then, yeah, but like, but trying to put it in language that makes sense um, for the average, the average person today, you know, experiencing the book, just coming at it. Um, that's what I, my hope is that it, it, it really just draws people in and gets people thinking. Hello? Hello? 